When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where we're going to break down the differences between yin and yang. Which one's better? Who is really the ultimate champion? Anyone? Any, well, any cha- they actually complete each other. That's the whole point. So I don't think it's much of a competition. All right, discussion over. We're going to move on to what we're actually here to talk about, which is, of course, the Marvel Stuff. Um, all things going on in the MCU and more. Uh, we, of course, have a few episodes to break down of What If and all the, the goodness that came from there. But before we get started, we have a bunch of guests here today to join me. I'm, of course, Coach, but with me is... Hey, Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Yeah, love that guy. Ron. Back for two weeks in a row. Love that guy. Ray. And Ray, back after a four-and-a-half-year hiatus, climbing Mount Everest. Turn. We're very excited. Oh. How was Everest? Was it... Uh, I had no sleep for the last two months. She had no sleep. I feel like uh, you could have climbed it faster if you would have slept. Like, yeah, <laughs> now, Ray's been off doing some work stuff. All super excited, but we're excited to have her back. Ray, you're all caught up on What If? Yes. Yes, perfect. And of course, we wanted Ron back in because he was here for the last episode, and this was kind of a two-episode arc, so glad to have him in. Let's jump into the episode first. We'll talk about what actually happened in this, this whole thing, and then we can talk about the series as a whole. <laughs> It's going to be weird because this episode also kind of ties into the series. So if it all becomes one segment, just blame me. I'm the host. No one likes me anyway. So that sounds good to everybody. Whoa. Let's okay. do it. What did we think of the the new Age of Ultron? Did we like that uh, his... Was he imposing enough? Was he scary enough? Did he seem like a good final villain? I preferred this Ultron over the other Ultron, though if they should have gotten James Spader back to play the voice, and they didn't, so that was a bummer. I agree with that. Ron Ron seems to have disagreed with your point, though. Ron, what do you got over there? Um, I'm curious why Josh likes this one better than the other one. He's definitely That's... more menacing and successful yes. and has an age. That's why. Um, yeah, but James Spader is just so great in everything he's in, and so to replace him at all and not have a voice that even seems that close, I think... Well, uh, I caveated that, so I take no blame. And no, yeah, yeah. Said that. Okay. <laughs> this is all fair. Ray, what did you think of Ultron? Um, I feel like this Ultron posed a little more of a threat, especially having the Infinity Stones, whereas the Ultron from the movie was more like, he just talked a lot. So yeah, If you got a voice like, like James Spader, though, you would talk a lot. True. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy that it wasn't Paul Bettany's voice, though, that yes. they did try to stay with, like, Ultron's voice, but still used Vision's body, which was really, really trippy. 
Yeah, um, that's true. I guess they could always justify that it wasn't was any one specific voice because it was a weird combination of the two. Yeah. I guess. So, it's kind of hard to say, but I definitely think that the what if Ultron like packed a little more of a punch, um, mostly because he had all the Infinity Stones. So he was kind of like Thanos, which he halved. I'm always yeah. I'm curious about you guys' opinion because this to me. Going into this episode, we already knew from the previous episode that he was going to be there. He's going to have all the stones, and they were going to have to try to fight him yep. with all the stones, mm-hmm. which is a weird flux because he could just reality stone everything out of there, but he doesn't. So, did they handle well having someone who has too much power? Did they they make it realistic the way he was able to be, you that's, know, fought? Uh, that's one thing they should have maybe addressed a little bit better because Thanos in the movies he very much was obvious about his goal being you know, divide population in half so there's resources for everyone. When this version of the Infinity Stone holder in Vision slash Ultron, he uh, he was trying to take out all of reality, so there was really no reason why he didn't do that as soon as he got the, the stones. Yeah, exactly. Because in the live-action movie, the reason they're able to, like, stop Thanos-ish is because he never gets to use the, the glove. They're constantly pulling it away from each other. And this one, Ultron had access to all of his power at any given time. I thought it was a little lame, his lack of ability to wield these stones effectively against these heroes. But yeah, it was, no it was more that he didn't really have, like, a motivation. Whereas, like, Thanos had a motivation for what he was doing, but I don't know what this Ultron wanted to really accomplish. I was fine having... with that just because he was, like, programmed to kind of take over, I guess, once he got full view of everything in society and such. It didn't, it didn't rub me the wrong way, anyway. All right, fair enough. All right, well, let's break down the episode itself, because we got the team together, so I'm curious about the team. Let's just jump right into that. What did we think of the team? Was there any characters that stuck out, kind of as the MVP that we liked? I want to touch on one thing, that they meet in that bar in the middle of everything, yes. and they stole that straight out of DC Comics, because that is the Oblivion bar that is run <laughs> In that series, comic series, Justice League Dark, that was a big caveat for me. I know right. most people don't get that Perfect. reference, but it bothered me. We should cancel Marvel then. They're out stealing stuff. Cancel yeah, Disney's whole thing. Bunch of jerks. Uh, all right, yeah. Let's, the team. Ron, who is your favorite member of the team? Why? What's going on there? I think my favorite member of the team is probably uh, Party Thor. Um, I actually love that episode. I think it's hilarious. Um yeah. And he kind of served the same role I feel like he did in a lot of Endgame, where he's just like the go-to comic relief. And I loved all of that. And this felt kind of similar. My least favorite was um, the underdeveloped, because that episode hadn't been made yet, Gamora. Um, I had to pause the episode and and look up, like, wait, did I forget something? I was losing my mind. (laughs) I was like, did I miss an episode? And, um, yeah, for people that don't know, it turns out um, there was supposed to be, I think, 10 episodes instead of 9, and they ran out of time because of COVID, and I think filmed them out of order. Um, I think it was stupid. I think, if anything, there's going to be something they could have done. Um, it feels like it's a live action movie. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But putting that aside, uh, yeah, I love Party Thor. No, I'm not going to put it aside, because it was frustrating, and it was dumb, and I spent way too much time going back. I even listened to our podcast, but did we talk about Gamora at any point? Cody's like, I rewatched the entire series. I was losing my skull. I was so annoyed that they just threw a kick. Whatever. It's fine. All right. Ray, hop in. What was your favorite? Uh, My gut is is Agent Carter. Okay. Or Captain Carter. She's cool. 
I, I really like her. Um, I also really like seeing Black Widow again, uh, popping up through the whole series. Yes. Um, and I, I just really, really love uh, T'Challa's Star Lord. Yep, that's my guy. That's also, that's who I would say. That's favorite, yeah, sure. between uh, Captain Carter and T'Challa. Yeah, mine, I, mine was Doctor Strange. I yeah, thought I thought about so, doing Doctor Strange too, I, but I was it's like, good that we all had different answers. I think that's yes. cool, and it goes to show that I thought the team itself was an interesting thing. So that's the main thing this episode needed to have happen was an interesting team. It did have an interesting team by the fact that we all seem to like someone different. So I didn't even hate Killmonger. I mean, I enjoy him in this series as well. I mean, at the end, he kind of you know turned coat in very Killmonger fashion, but I enjoyed him as being part of the team. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. What did we think of the of the the twist? Because we're just jumping all this episode. I'm not going to break That's it fine. down second by second. What happened? You watched. You know, Killmonger turns. A, did you know it was going to be Killmonger? I thought it was very obvious it was going to be somebody. I kind of yeah. felt it was Killmonger, but part of me was like, well, maybe it'll be Doctor Strange. Maybe. So, did we know it was Killmonger? Who thought coming? Did you like it? Was that it was smart writing on their part because they did they didn't really necessarily if, call out a specific Judas. There was a couple guys that very well could be like there was Gamora that we knew almost nothing about. So there's even a chance that she would go for the Infinity Stones yeah, because yeah. we didn't get that episode. So it was it was cool that they did a few different options because it was kind of obvious the team was going to get backstabbed in some way or another. I personally knew it was going to be Killmonger, but I don't mind that it was even questionable. All right. Yeah, Great. I didn't really like see it coming, but as soon as it started happening, I was not surprised at all. I, I knew he was going to pull something because there's that line when I forget which character said like something along the lines of like, "Hey, how much do we trust him?" or something like that. Earlier in the episode, they kind of allude to maybe he's going to do something, and then they didn't really have him say much after that. Right. And uh, yeah, so I knew he was going to do something. I figured he would just try to like. I don't know. Part of my brain thought he was going to allow to like kill the team, which actually would not have made any sense motivationally. Uh, his motivations in the end maybe made more sense for who he is. Like fixing his timeline for him probably would have been what maybe like stopping racism. I don't I don't know what that would have looked like for him. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. All right, good. I didn't like it, but I'm glad everyone did. So that's I thought it was kind of lame. I, I was just like ah, kill longer. It's just so, I thought it was too easy, too obvious. So. I'm not that Doctor well, Strange. Was it could have been way it. more obvious. That's I think that's the that's point fair. that we need to take away that's from a good it. Point. Is they didn't write it to where it was clearly going to be one antagonist because they did make Doctor Strange Supreme seem very evil mm-hmm. for a righteous cause, I suppose. But he was definitely still considered like an antagonist in his own episode. Yeah, I thought there was a chance he was definitely going to be like, "Well, now I'm going to use the stones to try to fix my own universe." And God, still, I love Doctor Strange. So he cool. didn't. So I like that part. I thought he was the best part of the episode. Uh I just yeah, I think what Ron said best is that Killmonger didn't really get to be in this episode much. He had like one line and one around the fire once, and then he kind of just existed. So he was there to be evil. The whole weird uh, they're gonna catch the stones and get trapped in this eternal struggle thing that was sort of weird. I'm not sure if that was a satisfying ending. Does anyone else feel like that was? A the good one way thing, to end this? thing that bothered me a little was the the Infinity Crusher, like whatever they called it. I was like, what are you talking about? You guys designed something that can get rid of the stones, well, but that's because we hadn't work. seen that episode, Josh, because it doesn't exist. I, <laughs> so that's why. Yeah, I guess I just I wasn't a fan of that, especially because it didn't even work. So it's like let's just throw that in there for fun. Yeah, I Whatever. imagine it would have made more sense if we had seen the episode because I'm assuming yep. in her episode she had stolen 
and Vanity Crusher and we've seen it Thanos. work before. Yes. We just haven't seen it work before. I would have been pumped to see that episode just because, like, we see uh, Tony's armor decorated just like uh, the War World, whatever that one's called. You had kind of the same design elements as mm-hmm. Thor did in Thor Ragnarok. So I, I would really like to see that backstory. Maybe they'll release it on some random day. Probably yeah, not. Next but... season, they're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it'll, it'll be out. Oh, yeah. okay. So out of order. That's fine, too. I mean, it should have come out this season, but if, as long as I get to see the episode, it's whatever. It'd be what it is. Um, did anything anything we took from this episode that we felt like changes the way you see the greater MCU and how it's going to affect the live action universe? Do we think no. it, any of the rules that were established have any impact going forward? Nope. No. No, but it does show that they could bring back any character they want to. So I would really like to see Widow again. Yeah, I do like. I, I don't like she's coming. I like the multiverse element, though, because they are embracing the multiverse in the live-action movies as well. So maybe we could see different versions of characters. I don't know if we're ever going to get to the point where they're the characters from What If, but I like the concept, and I think maybe that could carry over, but I wouldn't credit that to What If as the show. It's kind of just, you know, it's right there in front of us. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the idea that you could have Black Widow come back because they... They literally just did it at the end of this episode. They have her, hey, this universe needs a Black Widow. Yep. Which I thought that was a cool moment, because that was actually like, like the one. only episode that I'd forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That episode existed. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, and I, who knows? Maybe our universe needs a Black Widow, but I highly doubt that's going to happen. Although but that is a big news story that just came out. I know we're not to the news segment yet, but it seems that Scarlett Johansson and Disney have repaired their relationship and... It's got a lot to do with her new uh, role in the Tower of Terror movie, which I know nothing about other than she's in it. But I have heard this, yes. And I heard yes. that they uh, they caved a little bit and gave her a lot of her money. And yep. good for them. Yes, good I agree. Good for Disney. Does anyone have any fight anyway. giving people money? Yes, they have so much money. Ron, yeah, if I owed you $10 million and only gave you $5 million, <laughs> should I give you the other $5 million? Yeah. Yes. All yeah. right, well, that seems fair then. Yeah, but what if Ron was a billionaire? Then, like, does he really need that five million dollars? Well, yeah. the thing—the thing with that situation is, if they were cutting Scarlett Johansson out of that deal, what were they doing to like the smaller actors of that film? Yeah, yeah, it's. But I doubt any of their contracts they probably were don't tied have points. to sales. Yeah. I guess I, I don't. It's, it's what it is. I mean, maybe like one or two of the bigger characters like what's this uh, Stranger Things actor for the Red Guardian? He might have had something with points, but I feel like. For the most part, it was just her that was going to get paid that way because she's been around for so long. All right. Well, good. Well, let's get back to the episode. Circle back into that conversation because it's my favorite one. I love lawyer talk. We should all, uh, <laughs> law school. Harvard? Yeah. We are gentlemen of Harvard here. You're gentlemen it. of Harvard. <laughs> you got it to Harvard? No, absolutely oh. I did. No, he didn't. Just couldn't afford I, it. Or I took a constitutional law know. class once that qualifies me to talk about other types of law. Uh, there you go. See, I no took a media law class. Reference? I did not catch your reference, but I love it. I don't catch oh, any references. What? Like it's hard? Oh, oh, oh gotcha, oh. gotcha. Legally blonde. Yep. Yeah. Right yeah, there. I right got there it. in front of us. Good work, right? See, this is why we bring Ray back. She's Join us cultured. on the Legally Blonde stuff podcast. Yes, it's gonna be so good. We're excited. Ray's back. We a little culture to the group here. Just the way we like it. Um, was there anything else in this episode we missed? Was there like any moment that we thought was cool? Because I personally thought the zombie part was cool. I like the the zombie drop in part. It was just a moment. It didn't mean I anything. loved the um I loved that like zombie Wanda dropped in with that. Because I completely mm, yes. forgot about that. Yes. 
That was um, good. I liked the use of Black Widow in this episode, for sure. We touched on it a little bit, but it, it was very cool. Like, she got to be very much a hero in a couple different portions of the episode, as opposed to the main team. I mean, not that she's not part of the main team, but she got to, you know, fire the stupid virus thing. That was a weird... She fired the arrow into Captain Carter's hand to get plugged into Ultron's face. I'm like, okay. Yeah, sure. I didn't care for that, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, I loved the beginning when the Watcher showed up and took all of them. I just thought that was hilarious. Just yeah, like, you're right. I, have, I forgot about that. Creature whole standing over them. Uh, I think that was maybe my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, you're right. I did. That was pretty funny. Uh, I think that's all we got on this episode. The, the other thing I liked was uh, oh, the Doctor Strange armor that it gave her. But that looked that was cool. Weird. That was very mm-hmm. cool. That looked sweet. I'd be. I was all about that. They should bring that back. We should have Doctor Strange do that in the Multiverse of Madness at some point, because that is a sweet aesthetic that would look cool in live action. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Especially, like, I liked how it was customized to each uh, character, too. Like, their their armor was set different depending on the person, which was more appealing than just, like, a flat, same-for-everyone armor. I don't know if it takes more focus to make it unique, but I was on board for it. Absolutely. All right, anything else we need to hit on this episode before we move on and discuss the larger what-if uh, idea here and what it what it means for the future of cinema in general so it this ties in a little bit with um the first episode um when peggy became the one to get the super soldier serum mm-hmm. uh steve took on the role essentially of like bucky yes and yeah. so there was the peggy and steve yeah relationship which whether they meant it or not completely paralleled uh steve and bucky from captain america the first i'm glad you brought it up because i actually forgot about that scene but it was one of my favorite parts because it literally looked like they built up steve and the hydra stopper to be the winter soldier of this type of universe which would be really cool if that ends up being the case yeah and then in the last episode we see um some winter soldier events taking place but with Captain Carter instead, and yeah, like the like plate. there's that little tension between Natasha and Steve in that movie, and that translated exactly into uh, Natasha and Peggy, and I'm really glad that they didn't like try to ship that around like gal pals kind of a thing, um, and then bringing back Steve in or the Hydra Stomper, um. Like the same way with uh, Bucky, um, just keeps pushing that parallel of uh, Steve and Bucky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was I was gonna uh, bring all this up as we talk about the next thing. So let's we'll jump in. Let's start before we discuss this the series as a whole. We'll set about all the things that were set up. It seems like every episode is set up to have a sequel. I believe. Is there any episode that we think doesn't have a sequel for next? season i believe uh, zombie one will have one does the captain carter one seem like he's gonna have a sequel or is that just yeah. gonna be a sequel to the team up no it seems like it's just gonna be a sequel because they all get sent back yeah and like to their own timelines oh, as own if universe. nothing but had happened he's in the future though correct or am i misremembering yeah i think you're misremembering i think she okay. just yeah she's sent to essentially the events of the opening of winter soldier yeah Okay, so that's long after the end of. Well, I, I, well, no, because she get like she went yeah. through the. Yeah, I thought I was literally saying they're not going to do an episode of her after she gets pulled into that weird portal with the tentacles. They're not going to do anything with that, but. 
Yeah, they're good. As if it's like she no, came out of the ice, but she came out of the uh, thing. So. The Doctor yep. Strange episode is that one really going to get a sequel? Oh yeah, that's like he's uh, overwatching. Uh, well, like I'm hoping that of him just staring at a yeah. <laughs> I'm hope be cheap to make. Um, I'm hoping Killmonger comes back to his universe just because I thought that was the most interesting cliffhanger. I want to see Shuri and Pepper take him down. Um, if we don't get the chance to do that because Killmonger is just in a, like a Doctor Strange weird episode, I, I, that would be sad. But I think probably Doctor Strange, yeah, we'll see like an episode where like Killmonger breaks out and probably gets back to his own universe somehow. I'm hoping. Uh, that'd be a shame to not actually continue that plot line. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's actually the one I would be most excited for, would be the Doctor Strange one. Even though it seems like the setup didn't have much of a cliffhanger, he's the most interesting character, and I think they could do a lot of things. He could end up, someone could break out, or he could, by Watcher's hand, be stuck watching a lot of things and be in control of a lot of stuff. He could be very much, like, taking on a secondary role to the Watcher or something. So, yeah, interesting. David? Hi, David. Star Wars Stuff Podcast. He's great. You guys should listen to that as well. Those guys are awesome. Um, But yeah, I think all the episodes, I'm excited for most of the sequels. So as much as I kind of hemmed and hawed my way through this season, as it came to a close, I went, yeah, I kind of want to see where all this stuff goes. So I guess joke's on me. Yeah, overall, it's it's okay. I I liked it enough. I lean a little more towards the disappointed side only because... The first few episodes being so separate were just like fun little adventures. And then at the end, when they started to tie together, it's like, oh, these are like actual events kind of a thing happening and not just fun little like yeah. made up stories. That's something I touched on throughout watching this series on this uh, on this show is uh, I liked the isolation of every episode. So it, it's, it was fine that they brought them all together and I think they did it well. But I did also like the idea of just every episode kind of being their own contained mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think? I think this this show. I'm confused on what the point of the show is. Is the point of the show? Oh, we want to do like fun I have team ups, and we just needed to have all these individual episodes. Or is the point of the show? Let's show like alternate realities where cool things happen. Because now what you have is you have a bunch of characters who we have that, but also like they've interacted with the multiverse, and so it's no longer their own stories anyway. Right. The real answer is the point of this show is to get us from a live action project to live action project. Right. Yeah. So that's, you don't know where filler. How you write that? How do you spell filler? Because that's what these all felt like. Um, that's but anyway, there is good things about this episode. Let's so let's do that. Everyone highlight your favorite episode of What If? Tell me why. Ray, you can go first. Um. All right. Perfect. Josh, you're up. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh. Still a big fan of the Doctor Strange one. That one continues to be my favorite. T'Challa Star-Lord gets a close second. But I liked the Doctor Strange one because it ended in a way that just, it wasn't overly campy and positive. But I liked how it ended kind of sad. And he didn't actually win. So it's like, I don't know, I like an underdog story. And it was cool that eventually he got to kind of make up for being terrible and help out the other multiverses and things like that. Awesome, Ron. Um, I have the same answer, I think, just because it's telling a story that they could really never get away with in the mainstream MCU. Um, but also, I love Party Thor because it's also doing something you couldn't get away with in the mainstream MCU, which is like, we're just going to straight comedy without much tension. Neither of those things would happen in, in a movie. 
Um, Marty Thor but, was near my bottom, but I no, I loved, I loved, I loved both of them. I liked the, the it, it felt um, different from what we've been getting. Yeah, I liked Party Thor because there weren't, like, a whole lot of stakes to it. It was just, like, a fun adventure. I didn't have to worry about anybody, like, dying or anything. It was just lighthearted, which I've kind of missed that kind of a thing. Um, nope. Also, uh, Yoden Loki was the funniest thing yes. ever. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, I'm not going to say it was a bad episode. I just... The fact that it was so positive bothered me, and like there was no <laughs> stakes. I'm like, oh my god, why am I? It watching? seemed yeah. weirdly timed. It did this seem like a cartoon. it should have been like the second or third episode, but it's yes, it's yeah, because it was like, it was like uh, Captain Carter. It was kind of lighthearted, and then it was just like dark death destruction, and then Party Thor, and then dark death destruction. Yes, just call me Dark Death Destruction because those are the two episodes I liked the least because of uh, their overall positivity. Maybe I'm a cynic, but continue. Again, I found an interesting uh, different answer because mine's probably Star Lord uh, T'Challa. I thought yeah, that one. one did the most like turning things on its head, which I thought was funny. Um, it, they were all nonsense, but I like that one. I thought it was funny and well, T'Challa's awesome. So um, David asked an interesting question here, and it says, "Any truth to a live-action Guardians of the Multiverse?" It's not quite the question I want to ask, but we can answer it at the same time. I was more just curious, do we think that they're going to end up team back up together in general? Like, even in the What If universe? With the addition of Killmonger, yes. I think that they are going to team up again in the second season. Um, I don't think we're going to get as far as live action at most. And this is really pushing the label. Maybe we'll get a fun reference in, like, a multiverse sequence in the Multiverse of Madness, and all of a sudden you got... Uh, Haley Atwell dressed as Captain Britain in like a little side panel where it's not actually the focus. Right. I mean, that type of thing we could maybe see, but I don't see the whole team getting a live action version as much as I would love to see that. Ron, are we going to see them back together in What If and or in the live action? I think we will see them together again in What If, possibly taking down Killmonger. I could see T'Challa doing that. The question is, will they voice him with somebody else other than Chadwick Boseman? Maybe not. So that maybe was the plan and now isn't. Um, you have no idea how many he recorded. Yeah, that's, that's also think about. Apparently, they were planning on doing some kind of a spinoff with Chadwick Boseman originally. Um, from this, I don't know what that means, but that's probably not happening now either. No, I think um, that got canceled. But I yeah, you're right. I think them. I think I could see a scenario in which the only character that that crosses over to live action is the Watcher, um, just with a backstory of like, oh yeah, I'm someone that like usually doesn't interview in the multiverse but like sometimes i do and then this whole series is just that backstory uh, i don't think that's gonna happen but i think if we saw somebody i think it would be him in like a scene maybe yeah, i, think, I right. don't think so i think that pushes it just a bit too far but then again i never thought we'd get the multiverse so why not have the watcher yeah All i right. think the watcher is probably who i'd peg for most likely to be in a live action um and even if it's just like referenced in like multiverse of madness or something I, I hope for I hope for Supreme Strange, Doctor Evil, oh, Strange, so dope. or just Doctor Evil in general from the Austin Doctor Powers. Evil. Oh awesome man, fun. get but, that guy in here. Um, I think that would that's to me the most likely one. I think there's a chance they end up crossover. Together. What's interesting though is we have all these sequels already set up, but you don't, don't we think there's going to be some new stuff in What If season two? But how? There's not going to be that many episodes. Like how are they gonna? Like how do you have more new stories? There's only like maybe one story that can just like be completely well, 
It kind of depends because it's like really they have free reign on every MCU character. So if they yeah. want to pick like a tertiary character and give them a whole episode, they could go ahead or, and do that. And people do we think it just means season two is going to be 17, 19 episodes or something? You think that's possible? No, I don't think it'll be that long. Yeah, Maybe 10. They've, <laughs> they've said they want to do phase four characters in what if season two. Um, right, that's what I, that, yeah, I exactly. bet you. I bet you we get like. 12 or 13 episodes. So we think it's going to be more more episodes, not necessarily replacing episodes we already have. They're just going Do to we know how well this show actually did? It's kind not of hard to gauge that because it's a about streaming it. show and they don't really make money off of it. So I, I, yeah, I just have I heard about every single week how well Falcon and Winter Soldier I know. I, there's not been a single news story that I've been able to find about how well What If is doing that. I don't know. I can gauge by our audience that it's not the most popular show that we've covered, so there's that. That's a fair. That's good. They should just pull us and ask us. That seems good. Uh, Ray, Ray, what do you think? On what? (laughs) On on season two of What If? Do we think it's going to be bigger or longer? Do we think it's going to be more stuff, old stuff? I think, because the original intention for the first season of What If? was uh, ten episodes. So I think they'll probably stay around ten episodes for the second season. Yeah. So you don't, yeah, which makes me think, I don't know, maybe some of these storylines will get tossed to the side or just kind of referenced during the crossover, maybe. Well, I mean, we have a combination of a couple now, right? Like, we have the Black Widow jumping universes, so now that that's one less sequel episode we have to do. Uh, Killmonger's probably not going to get another episode. Well, I think You're right. he it's, will. He definitely will. It's un- yeah, it's unlikely both Sorcerer Supreme and Killmonger have their own separate additional episodes. So, yeah, okay. There might be a way to fit in all the sequel episodes and all the... A couple new ones. New yeah, I, I, if I had to guess, out of ten episodes, they do three new characters, maybe two of the episodes are like completely new, and they just introduce a fun character and a third one, and then the rest are just sequel episodes, just to even it out. All right, one last question for the group. If Marvel came out and announced another different animated show, would we be interested? Based on we've seen what if now, and they're like, hey, we have another show, like like you know, like Star Wars did with Bad Batch, or just something. They said we're doing. Do this. I get to pitch it, or because I just I, I don't want them to do the same thing again and take just in different... general. If they just did in general, would you be interested in a Marvel animated show? Is there like a specific? There's like only one thing I would be interested in. How do you mean, I'd be it? interested in. It. I have to choose between live action and animated because I will choose another <laughs> live action episode, please. Let's do another series. That's yeah, but so is everyone agree that in general this is kind of the lamest thing the MCU has done since I don't know Thor two. Agents of Shield. I like Agents of Shield better than Thor two and probably better than. Oh yeah, Thor two is trash. That's that's good. I love the Thor two. The costumes were amazing in Thor two. Oh, this Ron, is my nightmare. Get off this podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Go watch our bottom tens episode. Ron and Ray defending Thor two. No, Ray I'm defending the, the wardrobe department yeah. of Thor two. That's way too much defending already. It's, it's too <laughs> that much. That costume designer knew what they were doing. The rest of the production team, maybe not. Yeah, the guy who had all the tilted yeah, angles on the camera, though, he knew how to make that thing. Yeah, he watched a lot of Batman angles. 1966. <laughs> he knew how to tilt angle. He was about that reference. <laughs> First off, Batman's great. I love um, that joke. I'll say this, Coach. I think the biggest issue of What If is not that it's animated. I think we've seen from Star Wars, whether it be Clone Wars or Rebels or even Star Wars Visions, 
that you can do animated stuff really well and people can like it, even if maybe not as many people watch it. I think the biggest issue with What If is it's just it's a weird show. Yeah. You think it's just that it's just the is it just the What If idea in general? Because Josh has been saying this the whole time that he I thinks would, well, What yes, If. and also, but also like I think we all agreed that that some of the ideas maybe weren't as good as they could have been or written as good as they could have been. I don't I don't think that's a I don't think the concept behind the show is flawed. I think maybe the writing itself just could have been better. I understand why What If exists because of MCU fans, and that's why it related to events that had already happened. But if I were to want to watch another animated show, it would be new stories that don't have to have any sort of anchor to things that have already happened. Or like the past Guardians of the Galaxy, you know how at the end of Guardians 2, they have like right. all of the all the old Ravagers. Like they talked about making a movie of them. Ooh, I don't think they're ever going to do that. But you can do an episode about them, and that would be fun. Give me like the background characters. Give me the background characters that nobody wants to watch a two-hour movie about, but I'll watch thirty minutes on. I like that. If they went like kind of Bad Batch esque and just did the whole focus on the Ravagers, and even have like a young uh, Star Lord growing up throughout those episodes, that'd be kind of neat. I'd I'd watch that for sure. All right, Ray, you gonna pitch the next animated show for us? Hmm. And what's the wardrobe? Well, the wardrobe's got to be great. I know. That's um, I don't know if I have a, any specific, like, ideas for an animated show. But, um, yeah, I don't, like Ron said, I don't think the issue with what if it was that it was, like, animated versus live action. I think kind of like how WandaVision started out, nobody really knew what was going on. So, like, WandaVision was, like reviewed pretty low for like the first few episodes because it's just like I don't get it and I think that kind of idea applied to what if that people didn't really get what was going on but it's but I'm echoing (laughs) yeah I don't know if that's wrong but we gotta fix that because I don't want to edit that out later (laughs) but um I think that uh if it had been more like independent kind of like star wars divisions how each episode is just its complete own thing um it would have been a little bit better um i think people are trying to relate it too much to the cinematic universe potentially it's because it's their bread and butter like i said it's just because there's so many people that follow it now it's kind of hard to break away from that but i think they need to if they want people to stay interested because i didn't care for the show that much in general it was okay and i'm not mad that i watched it but they, i want them to do something different for sure yeah i just want them to never do it again if it's on the <laughs> so. you know I, what i would have loved and you can only do this with animation if every episode wasn't a different animated style and that the last few episodes they combine all those styles together it would take a lot of work and be hard to do but that would be amazing to, uh batman year one i think they did that as a as a movie type of okay. deal, an animated movie they did that with that is like house. uh when fairly odd parents and jimmy neutron crossed over the jimmy timmy power hour yeah yes thank you <laughs> classic reference there we love it that's didn't say oh, alert. that's what me and my wife are dressing up as for uh halloween it's gonna be cosmo and wanda you guys are gonna oh, be excited yes amazing i do love it that's guys, awesome is the, the dog gonna be the little baby or he's gonna be timmy turner oh yes. i'm gonna get the dog a little hat that's pretty funny. I look forward to seeing this. Uh, spoiler alert, me and my wife are not going to dress up for Halloween because we're lame. Oh. I could have been Sylvie uh, for Halloween if I hadn't gotten scammed. That's oh, important. you didn't get your uh, crown thing? No, um, I I can't. I'm, I'm name dropping because 
I want to warn our listeners if any of them are cosplayers. Um, I ordered a custom costume from Easy Cosplay, and uh, they sent me the standard version with none of my changes made, and it was too small. And they said, oh, we'll give you a 10% refund. And I'm like, no, I paid so much money to have this customized that I could have bought the entire standard costume, like, just regular. I spent $8 less than buying the entire costume, and I just got the shirt and vest. Well, that's unfortunate. So I took it to PayPal, and PayPal's like, we don't cover customized items. So I was kind of out, and it took me um, commenting a lot of on their Instagram posts uh, to get them to message me and then offer me a 50% discount or refund. Um, And then they sent me a 42% refund and are now trying to gaslight me on how much I actually paid them. So... The borderline good So story. I have to tear apart everything that they gave me and re-piece it back together and make new sleeves, and it's going to be a hot mess. The woes of cosplaying. That's we always we look forward to seeing the final product, though. As, I'm as excited, though. Always uh, more of it was salvageable than I initially feared, so I am able to get some stuff out of it. But awesome. Don't do commissions from Easy Cosplay. He's got, got uh, it. All right. I'll Get put by. that in my notebook. And never look at it because I'm not going to cosplay. But I do love it. Audience, pay attention to Ray. She knows what she's doing. Well, yeah. well we're going to do what we always do at the end of something in the MCU. And we're going to rank it. And we're going to put it right where it needs to be in the MCU. Um, it, there's a little more echo going on. Yeah, there's more good. echoes. Is that Ron? Ron, turn your mic down. Or turn your speakers down? I don't know. Um, but here's the here's the final thing. Is it in the the bottom... 10 things in the MCU? Is it in the middle 10 things in the MCU? Or is it in the top 10 things in all of the MCU? Well, there's more than 30 projects. I know that. But if you go thirds, then bottom third for me. That's a much better way to say it. Yes. Instead of the bottom third. Thank you, Josh. I don't know why I'm the host of the show. I'm an idiot. What do you mean? I'm on every episode. We're co-hosts. Host of third, right? I'd say it's top of the bottom third or bottom of the middle third. Ron, so it's like great teetering. Where does it rank? Uh, I, I think this is one of the worst things they've done just because here, here's how I decide how much I do or don't like something. If I can, in the middle of something I'm watching, be distracted by, oh, I could see three different ways that it could have done this better, like in the moment, then it's pretty low for me. Um, and I did that every episode, I'm pretty sure. Um, and so I would have to think about what I like less than this, especially given that I do like Thor 2. Um, yeah, I'm not sure real. what I like less than what if, even though I'd like appreciated it for what I it was. I took some flack for uh, not liking Loki as much as other shows, but I like Loki more than this. So that's, that's definitely saying something. Yeah. This might be the worst thing that in my opinion, the MCU's ever done. So, well, they're not, that's because like I, I don't think it's because it was animated, but I do think this it's is the worst filler. thing. So. It's filler, filler, filler until the filler, next filler, cool filler. thing comes up. All right, well, that's enough what-if talk for a while. I don't know when season two's coming out, but it'll be a hot minute. Yeah, but if we do our own what-if. Yeah. So the last thing we need to discuss here is obviously our patented super awesome segment, uh, more what-if, what-if-er. The, the what if this of the what-if universe. It's same the same. Yeah, same thing we say every time. We've totally nailed down the title. Well, it but took us nine episodes, but we did it right every time. We did Go it back right every time. Check the receipts. Receipts, he says. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna dive more. Ray <laughs> should be listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Ray. I barely had time it's this our, week. 
it's our patented more what if or if what if thing that we just said because we say it yeah, the same that way was every exactly, time. he just repeated himself you made him say the same thing twice right there <laughs> this is such a bad joke and i don't care i love it um <laughs> so yeah we're gonna take we're gonna take instead of just this last episode we're gonna take the entire idea of what if and we're gonna what if or it so what if instead of doing this weird what if concept we did anything else <laughs> that could have been good. Good animated show that could have taken place anywhere, anytime, didn't have to. That's I'll, the I'll, most I'll, annoying I'll, thing. It's not related to the MCU, yet it still had to have MCU plot points and just ridiculous. So I'll, I've been thinking about this because I kind of brought it up a few episodes ago. What if instead of turning little moments that we've already seen in the movies on their head, what if every episode was just a jump of completely different time periods. What if one episode, like Ron said, was the Ravengers from 60 years ago? What if one episode was the Celestials from 2,000 years ago? Those weird gold things? What if it's just episodes of comics that are never going to make it into the MCU, but they're still comics that exist, (laughs) that we've read about, but have never been in the MCU? Like, What if it just didn't have any connection to the live-action universe every episode? Would that have been good? I think it could have been better. Yeah, you've brought this up before, and, like, just the idea of taking them back to, like, old Japan or, like, Victorian England and just things like that, taking characters we love and having them be themselves in a different time period would have That's been even a yeah, way cooler show. Yeah. I really like that idea. It reminds me a lot of, um, actually, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, where they take hey. classic literature characters and stick them in a zombie apocalypse. Sick pull. I'm down. That was that was nice. I don't think I've yeah. even seen that, but that's awesome. It sounds or awful, it. but it's actually really good. So are wrong. we saying that we're doing something that's just probably not even canon and just doing yes. cool things with it? Or yep. are we doing like the lost episodes of things we just haven't seen? Nope. First one. The first first one? one? I think the first one sounds more interesting, right? I, I think, think I would hard. rather watch something knowing it's not canon, but was interesting. Rather well, than watch something that's theoretically canon. Yeah, that's the thing that bothers me. I thought this series was. I thought it was non-canon events that are just like, oh, this could be happening in the multiverse, but it's not like actually serious. Yeah, I don't like the idea of going back in time or like filling time gaps for a show, like your second option there, just because almost every time those get written out or taken out of timeline as soon as it doesn't fit with the future of the franchise. So I much. Would, I would rather, you know, see the first option you would uh, Yeah, but there. would people watch? I Well, I mean, the four hosts of the Marvel Stuff podcast were, but we also watched this show, so what is that saying? That's a good point. I uh, think so. The, what was it, Batman Samurai they did? Is, and that's one of the more popular uh, DC animated movies they've made in a while. Yeah, and it, it could, I guess the, the cool part about your idea is that it could also blend with Ron's idea of, like, doing a different animation style every time. Ooh, different animation style, different time periods. Someone hire us. What? Someone tweet Feige this episode, and then after he quits after three minutes, just tweet him a timestamp of when he needs to pay attention. Like I would watch the crap out of an old school Steamboat Willie style black and white. Ooh, Ooh. just That'd fantastic, so great. fantastic four episode. Oh, you know dude, what, I mean? what if we got to see uh, Captain America's Popeye the Sailor Man? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That <sighs> stuff is so much more interesting to me than like somebody <laughs> draw it. Look at these 12 things we already know happened. Here's what happens when things slightly change. I don't know. Yeah, I just think so many things could be more interesting. I think filling in gaps would have been interesting. I'm thinking, like, 
the second Avengers team that we never actually got to see be a team, like old Ravagers. There's so many random things you could do. I'm thinking like the idea of just don't stick to canon. That could be interesting. Different animation styles. Um, even like what if all the villains were good and all the good guys were evil? Like that, like easy. That was more done. what I thought they were going to do with this show was take like big what if things, not like yeah. oh one little thing changes the course of the universe or whatever. I like the idea of big changes like, hey, let's completely flip the villains and the heroes yeah. or what if what if Loki's the hero and Thor is the anti hero? Like, I don't know. That's more interesting probably than Party Thor. Um I mean I liked Bro Loki, the frost giant. That guy yeah, was cool. Um there's just so many so many so many things you could you could do instead. Alright. Well we're never gonna do them because uh nope. we have no money or and yeah, exactly. We also in another write. universe somewhere, different versions of us are writing uh, writing better what-ifs. You know, that's the one thing, I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but I feel like it's been happening a lot in pop culture lately, is this expression that, like, this is the right timeline, or, oh, we're on the bad timeline. Since, like, Loki and stuff has existed. Every time something good happens, I feel like 30 people will comment, oh, God, we're in the good timeline. Okay. No, that thing, that's been going on for years. We're in the Matrix. That was 20 years ago. That's, yeah. I feel like I heard. Ooh, you guys already see that new Matrix Matrix movie? Ooh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. The good timeline and the bad timeline, like, I knew about that on Tumblr in high school. All right. I didn't know what you were doing on Tumblr. Classic Tumblr when you're feeling sad and you see just any quote over Kellen Quinn's face from Sleeping with Sirens. (laughs) It's just all of what Tumblr is. Depends on what corner of Tumblr you get. Yeah, there's there's worse parts of Tumblr for sure. That's yeah. That's we'll leave back. those we'll leave those to their own thing though. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say about what if other than like we said. I think it so many ways it could have been more interesting. It wasn't. That's fine. I'm slightly looking forward to season two still, which is weird. We ragged on it the whole time. It's got at least everything they've done. But like, I'm looking forward to it. You know more what? Than nothing. I would be pumped about if they co-released this show in an, and then they had another show running at the same time so there was two shows a week because then this, yes. I would love recording a new episode for this podcast because we could talk about the thing I actually like and then like spend 10-15 minutes on the <laughs> I didn't care for. Yes, this all it's all about business here. We're just trying to get the views. This episode's not getting us the views. Uh, I don't know. We're, get, we're getting there. We, we just had our best week of all time last week. Yes, and we appreciate you guys liking and sharing and driving it. Ron joining us, I'm sure, is a big reason for our growth, obviously. Everyone, we love Ron. Ray being back person. can only help. You know, that's always good. Uh, Ron and Ray, I believe they're both single. You guys can shoot them together if you want in the Facebook group. I don't care. Do whatever you want. It's not my life. Do whatever it takes to get our ratings up. Let's go. Um, Let's jump uh, one, into the news. I was just oh. going to say, we got some news. Yeah, oh, no, I was going to let you do it. But, yeah, for, well, first thing, just because we talked about it a million times, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, actual release date, October 26th. Play it if you want. It's getting um, The Avengers game was added to Xbox Game Pass. So if you never wanted to pay for it, but you do have Game Pass, you can play it for free now. Again, just I thought everyone, if you haven't played it, at least watch like the YouTube storyline of it because it's yeah. at least interesting take on the characters. So it's definitely good, and it's a good introduction to uh, to Miss Marvel, who's going to be having her own show here. Yeah, I'm really excited for that show. I mean, Same. next to Hawkeye and the Spider Man movie, like that's that's pretty far up there. All right, and uh, in other news, we already kind of hit on the Black Widow news, so I guess we'll, we'll we'll switch past that. Good sign. I don't think it means she's coming back to the MCU. I don't either. Despite Ray's uh, desires, I think it's just good news in general. Everyone feels good. Yeah. How great is that? 
She had a baby uh, named Cosmo. Hey, I know she full did. circle. Weirdos. <laughs> That's a good point. I forgot. Um, Agatha is apparently getting her own live-action spin-off. I've heard a, there's been a lot of people who apparently a lot of shows that are going to get made, which might mean um, a ton of time Cork? before this happens. Oh, uh, we're not getting a Cork show. <laughs> is she interesting enough for that? That is exactly Agatha? my question, Ron. Yeah. Why? What I'm is wondering, going on? Is it a prequel or a it's sequel gotta to be a prequel. Vision? Oh, Yo, prequel they... when she's like a witch. Like oh, yeah. I was going to say that. What That's more interesting. A period yeah. piece like in uh, Salem back then. That'd be kind of a cool way to be like character her go. becoming like this great witch. Or is it her like breaking out of Westview? But then I would think that you'd want that information before Multiverse of Madness because I feel like she'd come in then. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I would rather her be the Salem prequel or just a prequel to WandaVision because then they can actually have other characters currently alive in the MCU unless they do like Immortal Things, which is very possible if they go into the whole witchcraft realm of uh, Marvel characters. So the idea is supposed to be a prequel, from my understanding. Um, yeah. That's that's what the, it's been discussed as. Of course, nothing has actually been official yet, so all these things could change. Um, But I find it... I don't like the idea of a prequel to WandaVision. Just, oh, not leading into it? I just mean literally takes place before WandaVision, yeah. not like leading into WandaVision. Yeah. Like it could be 20 years before WandaVision. I don't care. Just the fact that it's, it's before. essentially before or after the events of WandaVision. Yeah, I think Salem Witch Trial style is the only way that I would be interested in this. Yeah, I think. Um, that, I think well, you're the host of the Marvel Stuff podcast, so you're going to watch yeah. it anyway. That is an, that's true. That's the point. Yeah. There's one thing I'm excited about that they could do. I'm hoping they're doing it because the reality is when you watch a Marvel show, especially given that it's on Disney Plus, uh, it can't be too dark. So she can't be too dark. Yeah, exactly. Character, which means that maybe she starts off good and we see like the Marvel's equivalent of like Breaking Bad, which like not that it would be that dark, um, but like we see her like turn evil. It's more palatable knowing that it already happens. Um, Imagine. That I don't know if they're gonna do that, but if they found a way to do that, I think that would be interesting because you can't just take like some a character we care about and just make them like evil. I want to see Catherine Hahn cook meth now. That's you put that <laughs> image in my mind, and that's what needs to happen. I kind of just want to see her get chased around by Scooby Doo. Is that weird? Ooh, or get Ooh, That's what it should have been. Like, Scooby Doo should have just combined Walter White. Like, yes, should have went okay, Super Smash Bros. style. And we're just getting like, off yeah. the rails, but there was a Scooby Natural episode that crossed Supernatural and Scooby Doo, and I, I was sure about that. it. <laughs> see, this, yeah, exactly. That's another good what if. What if they just like did a weird Nintendo episode and all these things that they don't even own? Who cares? Go real weird on it. Um, I'm. This show sounds okay. I, it's going to be so far off from right now that I will get excited for it again later once it becomes more. We're going to forget thing. about it, and then there's going to be some more news in like six to seven months. We're like, oh yeah, that thing's coming, and we'll, it we'll cover be it on the podcast. Agatha all along. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. What if it's just a musical? What if the I whole, was just going to say that. What Ooh. if they went Schmigadoon? Did you guys see Schmigadoon on Apple TV? Probably not. not. It was Keegan Michael Key in a musical that made fun of musicals as a show and getting to see uh, Agatha all along would be pretty you know, funny. A lot of the Avengers can sing. Why don't we have a musical Avengers? Well, ask the CW and how successful it is because they love doing that because they're stars over there. Uh, they can all sing. Grant Gustin and uh, Melissa Benoit that play Supergirl. They're, they've, had, they've had like four musical episodes in that series. Maybe. Yeah, well. This Do not we- 
Do we think Agatha shows up in anything else before her own series? Not chronologically, Multiverse. but just least... Multiverse no. of Madness. I think she has an appearance of some sort. Okay, maybe. She could... I would guess no. My guess would be no, but then again, it seems like everybody that's ever existed is going to be in that movie, so... Well, we didn't expect <laughs> If to see... I don't make an appearance in Multiverse of Madness, I'm going to be a little surprised. We weren't expecting to see Darcy in WandaVision, so really they could plug and play any character they want in any other universe. Yeah. Maybe they, well, not universe, but any other character story, and no one's going to sure. care. Maybe it would be in a terrible episode of What If? Who knows? I hope uh, Sylvie's there. I do hope Sylvie's there. She's Sylvie's great. great. Ah, seems like it's been so long since I watched Loki, and that show was great. Yeah, that's uh, the last time we saw Ray. Weird. Anyway. <laughs> I know. Fucking <laughs> Ray, what are you doing, man? All right, well, uh, that just about wraps up this episode. Uh, we got a few interesting things coming up down the pipeline. I think we're gonna do a little, uh, little turn on the the Marvel stuff. We're gonna spend yeah. the next few weeks doing some other stuff. Uh, next week we plan on doing the DC stuff podcast. Yes. I've been then, preaching for this forever. <laughs> so we'll do an episode always... of. Top five, top tens, talk DC. I think I want to do an episode of like streaming, so we to talk about our favorite Netflix and Apple TV shows and all yep. that stuff. So fun. make sure you keep tuning in, even though it's not an episode or anything to review, because we're gonna we're gonna go out of our way to make it fun and to talk about things that maybe you haven't ever heard us talk about. And we'll tie them to Marvel a little bit, so we can still call it the Marvel Stuff Podcast. But really. Yes. We're just very interesting, and you want to hear yeah, us talk. We're doing the DC episode, and in case you guys didn't know, D- ah, David got it there. DC Fandom is coming 10-16. Get to see all the trailers for the new shows, the new games, the new movies. I was super pumped to watch that last year. I know that I'm the Marvel Stuff Podcast host, but I am a diehard DC fan, so getting to do yeah. this episode is going to be really exciting for me. Everybody. Watch so, DC Fandom. Make sure to jump in. We'll get Ron and Ray on as much as possible. Obviously, we know that they are much more liked than we are. That's so, not true. We're the backbone. Well, well hey, my schedule is cleared up. I'm not working true. on any shows anymore, so hopefully I can be on regularly. All right, you guys hear that? Ray's unemployed. We need to get out there and get this show no, going. I'm, I'm too employed. Uh, I love having you on, and until you see you next time, just try not to have too much fun without us, all right? Okay.